The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. We are back. We're not in the 80s, but we're back. We're back. Um, no, we're not in the 80s, but yes, we're back. We're doing an interlude between uh, 83 before we go into 84. Um, and it's something we said we wanted yeah. to do between 80s. Uh, we, we talked about doing things where we covered movies that influenced the 80s right we've even gone all the way back to the 1920s like we did or or 1930s we did silent film right we did things that Mm -hmm. influenced horror which would eventually feed into what we see in these movies in the 1980s um but this time we're going back we're not going that far back this time we're going uh just a decade earlier but when everything Mm -hmm. when it came to horror right it feels like everything was a little bit more gritty a little bit more raw a little bit more um kind of shocking yeah. even right mm-hmm. um and we're going pretty much it's, it's not it's it's not like late 70s or early early 70s but it's it's right there it's transitioning from early like 70s into mid 70s middle 70s right we're going 1974 so in 1974, um, I wanted to do this. Let me do this real quick. 74 horror movies. So like you said, this was a movie that we wanted to talk about. I had always thought we would hit this one uh, when we did like an interlude where we were talking about originals versus the remakes. Um, yeah. But then we, we decided to go with this one because the new one's coming out. Because there is a... So this isn't a remake. It's not a complete... It's not a, a technical sequel. It's what the, the new popular thing in horror is. The requel. Right, but it is a sequel, though. Right, but they're also rebooting this. They're they're wanting to reboot the Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of what it is. That's what they did with the new Halloween. Right. The idea was that because I guarantee that in this new version, one of the younger kids, one of these newer younger casts, we're gonna have a final girl. Right. And we're gonna have to see what happens after that. You just know that's how it works nowadays, dude. So this is kind of like a sequel reboot, and we learned the term "requel" from the new "requel" scream. Um, that's mm-hmm. the thing, right? Uh, but yeah, dude, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh, because I just watched this movie again. Um, okay, today I've so been watching all of fresh. them. There's oh. only one movie in the series that I haven't seen yet. And that's the one that's we're gonna that, do. That's the no, that's the um, oh. well, the one that's gonna be coming out. But then the last one they made, the prequel. Gotcha. Other than that, I've seen them all now. Now, when you're talking 70s horror movies, you're talking the one we watched today, but you're talking movies, and you tell me if you've seen any of these. Mad- okay. Madhouse? I think, yes, I have seen that. A very one. famous, um, it's a very famous image of Vincent Price where his he wears this hat and his face is painted like a skull. Like, if you've ever seen his face that way, it's nope, from this movie. Nope, then I haven't seen it. Nope. Um, what about... The House of Seven Corpses. Nope. Uh, Beyond the Door. 
the original 70s. Nope. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, these are movies that this is when it was like. Still a taboo. Like, yeah, still still severely a taboo. It's not like the 80s where everybody started right. jumping on the bandwagon here, you know? Now, I know you've seen this. Black Christmas. I have not seen the whole thing. I've oh, seen very few okay. pieces of it. Yeah. So the that the original version came out same year as the movie we're talking about this uh mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there's all kinds of movies that when you look at these you're like I've never heard of them and when you watch them they're kind of like that grindhouse style of horror. You know what I mean? It it has it hasn't really hit a Hollywood level style of horror. It's very grindhouse feeling. We're we're very slowly starting to get there. Yes. We had we had Psycho in the 60s. Yes. We had The Exorcist in what seventy three. Yep, but we're talking so about we're this kind of horror. Starting now. to get okay. Well, we're yes, talking about this type splatter of horror. horror. We're talking about this is the type of horror. This is the type of horror that that fucked it up for that that higher level of horror that was starting to get a little bit of respect. This is the type of horror that fucked all that up for them. <laughs> but let's you know what? Here's the thing. This is one of those influential films. Without this film, we probably well, yes. are not going to see The Burning, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm because, Street. Because. You know what I mean? Because of this movie, it was, it was, it was uh, brought more to the forefront of the horror genre of the gore. Right. The gore fest. Because let's think know? about Michael Myers. Like, that was, you know, horror, 1978. And yes, and that's just a guy going around slaughtering people. But barely time. seeing any blood, any horror, any gore, any killing. Well, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then the movies that came after, like Friday the 13th, that was like, let's show it. Let's show the stuff that's happening. Yes. And I feel like this movie is what influence that like kind of like births so so basically what you're saying is without this movie the uh the practical horror effects of the 80s probably would not be what they are today we probably wouldn't man i mean you may have right you'd have to if you want to do like science fiction stuff uh aliens monsters that kind of thing but when i'm talking like the gore the the splatter movies right the slasher style movies this one put so much out there that Everybody started copying different things, camera techniques, the way things looked, how to jump scare someone, all of these different things really, I feel like even we saw the, happen the, in this movie. In the, even the influence in story. Yeah, yeah. And what your story's about and who your story subjects are about. This is, you know? this is quite the intro for a film that we haven't even named yet. So we're talking yet. I know. 1974's Toby Hooper classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What happened was true. The most bizarre and brutal series of crimes in America. is the movie that is just as real 
just as close. Just as terrifying as being there. Even if one of them survives, what will be left? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. After you stop screaming, you'll start talking about it. Now, when you say chainsaw, typically you say it as one word, chainsaw, right? But this is actually mm-hmm. it's, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. One of the things I saw about this before we actually get into the story was that this was marketed as based on a true story because when you look at it, I mean, a lot of the the things that happen in this film were informed by true horrors, true crime, right? Yep. Yep. So what a way to market this film immediately, right? So that when people see this and then they go home and they're like, oh, I saw this movie that this happened. It said it was on. The, it was based on a true story. Like this happened. It's 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 almost so, like Blair Witch. It's that kind of viral marketing that before there was, you know, I mean Blair Witch. You had the films, internet. Barely. I wonder. I wonder what films did it before this. There's been a few. I really don't. I think. I think there's I don't been a few. Anymore. Maybe even The Exorcist did something this way too. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. okay. But I mean, this movie, dude. Let's get into it. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And the we reason that it. works is because how brutal it is. Saying this is based on a true story, and then you see how brutal this story is, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Because don't forget, this is also this is also Vietnam. Yep. Era. Yep. Nineteen. So yes. you're seeing a lot of different things in the media that you haven't seen before. Right. Because and, they're showing and, war footage. They're showing dead bodies being dragged across the jungle. They're showing yes, these things. And people on the are news. getting a fucking hard on for all this violence and this gore. So put it in your movies. You're going to make bank. And the other thing about this, too, is that it lulls you. It takes quite a while before we get into any really crazy shit. Like Leatherface oh, doesn't yeah. show up for like the first half of the film. Yeah. Um, it lulls you. Like I said, it just kind of brings you in. You're with these kids, these teenagers. And this is the idea. The idea is, is you know, at first it says it starts it's based on a true story. And then you start hearing this radio or, or TV audio uh, newscast where they're talking about police investigating this rash of grave robbings or grave, di- you know, people are digging up bodies from graves and then like mm-hmm. positioning them in, in certain ways and doing things to them, basically just desecrating graves uh, in Texas. Yeah. Yep. No one knows who it is. Right. Um, and so, we we are introduced to these group of kids. Sally, uh, her brother. Uh, what's her brother's name in the wheelchair? Franklin. Franklin and uh, their two friends. Another guy and this girl and and, and Sally's and, boyfriend. And the third guy, right? Yes, uh, kind of yep. like her boyfriend. I'm assuming he is. Uh, yeah, I think they're together. Yeah, he's driving the Jerry. van. They're on their way to. They're on a kind of a little mini road trip on their way to a graveyard, one of the cemeteries where Sally and Franklin's grandfather is buried. And they just want to yeah. make sure nobody's fucking with it. Right. Cause what they're saying is like, because this is happening, all of these like people are going to these cemeteries and graves now just to make sure no with their loved ones. And, um, that's what this movie starts out as. So we're, they first, like a lot of the things that are established in this first half of the film is, is who these young people are, why they're there. We're in Texas we're in Texas in August, I think it was August, and it's like, yeah, I think it's set brutally August, yeah. hot, 
brutally hot. Like that's one of the things they really point out through this that there's already this uncomfortableness, <laughs> right? Because it really was that fucking brutally hot. Right. Dude. Oh, dude, I watched this um, on Tubi. There's a documentary about the making of the film. Yeah, there's two of them on oh, there. I wanted to watch so them, but I, I didn't dude, have the time. So, go dude. back and watch them since you've been watching. Them. I'm gonna go back and watch them. No, yeah, I'm going to. Um, yeah. So you know, they're they're they they go. They they end up checking it out, and it all works out. Everything's fine. You know, nothing nothing was desecrated. So they're they're heading back, and on their way back, they see a hitchhiker. And they're like, let's pick this dude up and give him a ride. Because back in the 60s and 70s, I mean, you just helped people out when that happened, right? You didn't really hear about well, I mean, hijack was... killers all the time. I mean, once in a while you may, but well, it wasn't as... I don't even know if the term... Did the term serial killer yeah, exist Yeah, I think yet? so, dude. I think serial killers from it... the 50s. I might be wrong. Let me look it oh, up. Oh, dang. That far back? Wow. Um, no, but they pick say? up this hitchhiker. Oh, oh, yeah, because it's, I mean, look at, again, you're talking the 70s, you're still coming out of the, 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 the hippies era. That's what they did. Everybody hitchhiked. It was nothing new to see a hitchhiker. I mean, for Christ's sake, Jerry's dressed like he, he belongs at Woodstock. Well, dude, you know you're right. I mean? Serial killer wasn't coined until the late 70s. Yeah, ah, by see? an FBI agent, Robert K. had We have had, we had had serial right. killers. But that wasn't what they called him. Coin. They, they it was just a, a killer or a murderer, right? So these mm-hmm. kids see this guy. They're like, yeah, let's just give this guy a, a, a lift. Um, they put him in the van, and immediately he's just a weirdo. Like, he is creepy looking. He's twitchy. He looks like he's probably got, you know, he's a few eggs short of a dozen. A few? <laughs> um Holy shit. There's like one egg in there. And uh, at first he's kind of... They're kind of weird with him. Like, they're not sure if they like him. But then Franklin, for some reason, ends up pulling out a little pocket Bowie knife, right? And is, is like, cleaning his nails mm-hmm. or something. And this dude snatches the knife from him and proceeds to slice his own hand open and start bleeding everywhere. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And that's a legit, like, response. The way they were acting was like, what oh, the yeah, fuck? Dude freaking out how many trips have we gone on together how many you trips imagine have we gone picking on someone up hey, dude chris anthony let's pick this hitchhiker up and the dude does this in the back of your car the back of aaron's Jesus. car like oh man um so then he gives the knife back to franklin right pulls out this barber straight razor from his his boot and it's mm-hmm. like i got my own knife they're like no 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 no. it's cool dude put that shit away and so he's like all right and then he pulls this camera out this like old school, old school camera yeah yeah, it's kind of like a Polaroid, but a little bit more old school, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it collapses in on itself in the front. It has one of those flash bulbs. Yeah. Uh, he takes a picture of Franklin, you know, as it starts to process. He ends up giving it to him. And he's like, all right, give me money for that now. They're <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's, like, it, he's like, yeah, it's a good picture. You can pay me now. <laughs> it reminds me of those people that, like, when you go to, like, like like foreign countries or sometimes even like the Caribbean, like the, you know, the like islands or whatever, you'll go somewhere and somebody's just like, here, here, have this bracelet. And they literally start putting it on you. And you're just like, oh, cool. Thanks. They're like, OK, OK, five dollars. They do that. Like, no, they no, do no, that no, in no, LA, bro. dude. Everybody's out at Venice Beach with their their CDs. <laughs> trying to oh, like, here oh, you go. Yeah. And they're like, hey, 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 hey CD, 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 get it, get it. Yeah. Yeah. They give it to um, you. And then they try to get the money out of you. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. Um. One time we were in New York City and it was a thing and it was a pencil 
with like a little ribbon tied to it and a little sticker, like a, like a hole punched in a sticker. Okay. And a little note, right? And the note said that the guy was deaf and this is how he makes his money and $5 for the pencil. And I was just like, no, thanks. I don't need a pencil. <laughs> I mean, he said he was deaf. I don't know if he could read my lips, but, uh, but this is what he's doing, right? He's like, take this picture. Now pay me. And they're like, we're not giving you money. Uh, <laughs> and he gets pissed. So then he pulls this like wad of tinfoil out of his pocket. <laughs> Dude, this puts is so the picture in wacky. It, right? Puts the picture on it. And then a bunch of like, was it gunpowder? Yeah, that's what I think it was, gunpowder. A yeah. bunch of gunpowder and then lights it in the van. <laughs> and it's like sparking and popping and flaming. And he's getting, all, he's getting all excited with it, dude. And everybody's freaking the fuck out. They're like, what the hell's wrong with you? What the hell's wrong with you? Then he pulls out the straight razor, grabs Franklin's arm, and starts slicing his arm. <laughs> And they're like, get the, f- get out, right? They end up like s- rolling the side van door on the van and knocking them out and taking off. They're driving along. They're going to start running out of gas soon. So they decide that they pull into the gas station. Yes. Yep. And now we meet one of our next main characters. What's his name? I don't remember his name. I don't know. I just know him as the cook. Right. Because later on, what's his name? Just keeps going. All you ever do is cook. We'd, me and Leatherface, we uh, do He's all credited the work. as the character's credited name is Old Man. Old Man. So we meet Old Man, a.k.a. the cook, uh, right? And he's just like, sorry, we don't have any gas. Uh, you'll have to come back later tonight. Mm-hmm. And um, they're just like, uh, all right, fine. We've got enough to get there. We'll just come back and walk back and get some gas or some shit, right? They, yeah. they decide what they're going to do. So they leave, and they drive. They get to the grandfather's house, and... um. There's a moment. What was the deal with the the blood on the side of the van? So when they oh, kicked because, the guy out, because when the guy kicked it all out, over, yeah, that, he right? made some like symbol. It looked like a symbol on the on the side. Was of the Was that van supposed to mean kind of, something? I don't know because it didn't ever seem to, at least from what I have ever caught, never came back into play. Right, and in and my I've seen mind, this movie quite a few times. I know as I'm watching it, like really trying to dissect it today, I was thinking in my mind, like, was there a, a thread that they were going to have it that this is how. He identified who they were going to get. You know what I mean for this this family, this crazy family. Maybe, but like it never is explained. But for some reason, like we see him do it, and then when they finally get to grandfather's house, and um, they're all getting out of the van, and Franklin's just kind of sitting there and staring at it, like he's freaking out. Right? Mm-hmm. He's just like, what well, he's is transfixed this? by it, dude. Um, they all end up going into the house, walking around, just kind of wandering down. It's an old old house. And uh, yeah, it's definitely Frank, not what I thought. Is, I thought they were going to like a house that was like still in relatively good condition. Nah, no, it was dude. rickety, right? Oh my it was god, garbage! The walls um, have holes in it. The doors don't even <laughs> exist anymore. The windows the, don't exist. The hills have eyes. There's grass uh, growing inside. Yeah, basically. And then there's this moment where Franklin has this tantrum, dude. So he's in a wheelchair, right? And everybody goes in the house, is walking upstairs, kind of giggling, laughing, and just kind of exploring. And he's trying his damnedest just to get into the house. <laughs> like, he is struggling. And it's hot as hell. And then he just starts to, like, what do you call it when you do that with your mouth? Blowing a like, raspberry, dude? Is that what it is? <laughs> Blowing raspberries, bro? Yeah. He just starts doing that over and over. I remember just being like, this is, su- like, this is such a classic movie, but, like... There's, There's a so much spots. in here where yes, you're just like, dude. what? Like, ugh, this is what cringy. Is <laughs> Nobody would actually do that. Um, so yeah, they explore the house, and uh, so Kirk and Pam are going to go to the, the watering hole, right? 
and Franklin's like, just follow this path that goes between these sheds, and it's going to take you way back there. You got to walk for a while. <laughs> Did you hear what they there. said? They're like, how the hell did Franklin ever get back here? <laughs> so they're walking. It's hot. It's Texas. Yeah. Uh, they come across this fenced area, right? It's got tarps all over it. And when they mm-hmm. look, it's a whole bunch of cars. Um, and it's in that moment where they're hearing that generator sound. They're like, what is this? They're, they're going to go and just go investigate. Uh, so they go looking for where this came from. And he sees it. He sees the generator. He's like, hey, it's a generator. So somebody's got to be here. Let's go and talk to them, see if we can get some help. So this is where we come across the house. Yes. The infamous Sawyer house. And this is done so well because oh, be- dude. we know this movie. We already know it. But before yeah. you knew it, when you watched it for the first time, there was already this creepiness of them going through the house that the grandfather lived in, right? And so it kind of already builds up this thing of like, uh, but then nothing happened. So you're like, okay. So why would you think anything the way things go down? You're not even thinking that, right? Kirk's knocking on the door trying to get in the house. Uh, and he hits it a little harder, and it pops open the front door. Yeah. So he goes in. Pam sits outside on this on the this swinging bench. He goes in, and um, you know he's calling, "Hello, hello, is there anyone there? Anyone in here?" Uh, when he gets in, he starts hearing this noise coming from down the hall. Right down the hall, there's this doorway. Yeah. And he's the hearing this doorway. noise. Yeah, it's got like it almost looks like a sheet or something, right? Something. It's like a it's a. And then there's well, things on the, on the wall. I think. Yeah, it's the backdrop. It, yeah. It's the backdrop of the wall, but he hears this weird grunting sound. And at first, if you've never seen the movie, it sounds like maybe there's a pig back there or a hog or something. It was like, like this weird grunting, like yeah, sound. So he's like walking close to it, like hello, like is there anyone back here? Boom! Fucking Leatherface just pops out. Just fucking just pops out and bashes his shit on the head, bro. Dude, and let's talk about the first time we see Leatherface, dude. Oh, my God. You're looking at that like, what the fuck is this thing, dude? Right. Because your brain is trying to look at a face and register a human face, and you're seeing he's wearing skin, right? But it's yes. all fucked up. It's got, like, yeah. makeup on Not only on is it. he not, you can't see his face. He's wearing a mask, but it's a mask made of human skin. It's a yes. face. You know what I mean? And it's a wig, too, right? It's I don't There's think it's a, his real hair. No, I don't think so either. Um, and then he's also got this huge butcher's apron. He's oh. just wearing a giant butcher's apron. He's massive, dude. And he takes this 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 hammer and literally just bashes this kid in the head. And he drops to the ground and just starts twitching like a mm-hmm. maniac, just fucking twitching, right? And this does call back the memory of that discussion, right? Of yeah. how they used to slaughter the cows with the sledgehammer and how it had to do a few whacks because sometimes the first one didn't kill. Mm-hmm. And so you're like when this guy's twitching immediately, I'm thinking, oh, my God, like the fucking cows. You know what I mean? Like he's just a cattle right now. And this dude just fucking whacks him again and drags him off and then does it. I love that. He just grabs this sliding metal door and slams Slams it shut, dude. dude. And it's and it's 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 a slam that's like it's it's emphatic. It's just like, boom, done. Yeah. And then we cut to outside. Pam's sitting there, right? Calling for Kirk, like Kirk, Kirk. And I, this is what I was talking about when I said this movie also influenced a lot um, of people afterwards with camera work. Mm-hmm. There's a sweet scene where she's sitting on this, this swinging bench, and when she gets up and starts to walk, the camera goes from under the bench. Yes. Because right? it's, at, it's at feet level, and yep. it goes from under the bench and comes up so that you can see her with a house looming. 
Yes, going towards this, this so ominous good. house. Because you know now you know what's inside yeah. there, and now you know what's coming to her. It's kind of dude, it's very it's very poetic almost. Very, very like Hitchcock and psycho, you know? It's gorgeous, dude. Like I was it's watching this beautiful. today with watch like watching the cinematography. Like I've seen it for the kills, I've seen it for the movie it is, I've seen it for all those re- reasons. But today I was just really impressed mm-hmm. with the cinema. I was always I was like, How come I've never really paid attention to this? Maybe it's because I do a lot more of these podcasts now, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like be. I saw that and I was like, Man, that was awesome. Yeah. Um so she's going in looking for him. Right ahead of her, she just sees this steel door. Yeah, yeah, because it's closed. She sees this other room, and because she hears the noise, right? She hears this little weird kind of noise in there. Yeah, we find out what it is. It's a chicken sitting in a little cage. But uh, she goes in, walks in, trips and falls into just this pile of of the bones. whole entire floor is covered in bones, mm-hmm. and it looks like ash or something, dude, or like feathers. Like, that's what oh, I thought. Fe- it was. Oh feathers yeah, that's right. Chickens. It's a lot of feathers too. Yeah, and, but it's human bones. Like she's looking around and noticing a Skulls. fucking foot, the mm-hmm. skull, the whole like the 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 leg bone, the arm bone is connected to the wrist bone. You know the whole thing. She's <laughs> yeah. seeing this thing. She sees this bench right that's got a human like bone. made of human uh, bones. It's a bench made of human bones, oh, dude. Dude. So based on a true story, a lot of the reasoning they say that this is based on a true story is because some of these things, these elements are based on this, the serial killer, Ed Gein. Who yes. Would be considered yes. a serial killer, right? Yep. Um, and he was famous for killing people um, and then using their skin and bones to make furniture. Well, that and then he also wore the skin too. Oh, yeah. That's right. He yeah. would make the masks and stuff and wear them. Um, so anyway... She finds herself. She starts freaking the fuck out. She's like, "What the shit?" She runs. She ends up running out. Another classic, beautifully well shot scene. Yes, it's very classic. He snags her and just drags her in. She's screaming like crazy, but he just takes her and drags her in. Yep. Brings her into this room, right where you see these two huge meat hooks. Yep. And then he just lifts her up and just funk sticks it right into her back and lets her hang there. Oof. While he goes to work. Fucking up and cutting up her, uh, her Kirk's boyfriend. body. Yep. Right Damn. in front of her. With the chainsaw. Damn. Damn. Oof. Yeah. So this is how we're introduced to Leatherface, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Boys and girls. Shadow yeah. people. And then it's, uh, you know, it's getting dark now. It's starting to get dark. They're mm-hmm. wondering where Kirk and Pam went. You know, um, um, what's her name? Sally and the other guy and Franklin. And, uh, you know, they're thinking we, we should go find them, right? We should go look for them. Uh, but it's only, it was the guy. What's his name? Um, Jerry. Yeah. Jer- Jerry's like, you know, I'm going to go. You guys stay here together, right? You and, you and Franklin stay here. I'm going to go. So Jerry goes looking. He follows the same path. Follows the comes, same sound. Comes across the Jenny, right? Uh, it's not dark yet. It's just getting dark. The yeah, sun's starting, to, go starting down. to set. He sees, he finally comes to the house, goes up to the house, knocking on the doors. Anybody home? Nobody's answering. He turns to leave and realizes there's Kirk's jacket laying on the, the, the porch railing. Yeah. Because before Kirk went inside, it's fucking hot as shit. He's not wearing his jacket still. He laid it on the railing. So now he sees this and he's like, wait a second. This ain't right. Mm-hmm. So he gets in, right? It's it's getting darker. 
and he hears some noise coming from the back room ahead of him. And there's no steel door now. It's open. And he starts walking towards it. And at first, he's, like, looking at the wall, right? Because it's all fucked up. It's, like, maybe it's bones and shit on the wall, something. Yeah. But then he hears this noise off to the side inside the room where Pam was on the hook. Yeah. And as he walks in, she's gone. Kirk's gone. But there's a And it's relatively goddamn clean for having just butchered a human body with a chainsaw. I think there was blood, though. There was blood all around still, uh, but it wasn't. I don't know, it but if like, you're using a chainsaw to hack somebody up, that shit's spraying everywhere, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you notice, too, there is bl- blood sprayed on the walls. Uh, it's a quick scene as he's walking towards the, the coolers, the, the freezers mm-hmm. on the ground. Yeah. Right, those long freezers, uh, the storage freezers or whatever you call those. Um, you can see some blood splatter on the wall. But he, he hears it sounds like there's somebody in there knocking on it, like trying to get out. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 very faint and it's very kind of weak. So he goes to open it and fucking Pam is in there and she sits up and you could tell she's all like half dead, almost half frozen. frozen. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? And then boom, there's Leatherface yep. again. Just comes right at him. And he's like all screaming and doing crazy shit and smacks him in the head with the fucking hammer, dude. Yeah. Gets him. Takes her fucking shoves her back into the freezer and shuts it on her. He's not playing games, dude. This is a brutal fucking killer. Well, let's talk about that because the next scene, right after he kills this, uh, after, after he kills Jerry here, he goes in the other room and he starts like having a, having a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got some, he's got some weird issues happening, dude. Because he also has that that he he throws a fit at the end of the movie, just in the middle of the street, like just like a like dancing and swinging, and like See, he's got some thing. mental here's issues for real. Yes, he does. But he's killing these people. Is he killing these people because he's scared? Because he's there protecting the house, and these people are just wandering into his house. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never thought of that. Like it's it's. If you look at it from that angle, you kind of feel bad. Yes, he's a butcher and he's killing people and it's fucked up. But you kind yeah. of – he doesn't understand. He doesn't well, yeah, know. You right, know? the way he's played later on with the dialogue with the cook and the, the hitchhiker is we get this kind of understanding that he's got a very low IQ style. Like well, he's yes. a, you know, he's a child in his brain, right? Yes. But, but um, to, to, to be able to look brutal. at it and say, well, maybe he's killing all these people that are coming into his house completely unwanted. He's the only one home. He's got a mentality like that, dude. It's fear. It's out of fear, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And now, now it's dark. Yes. Now it's getting pitch black. We're back with Sally and Franklin at their van and they're like, okay, where are, where's everybody? We need to go find them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, she first, wants to go. Franklin, right. Though. Sally's like, I'm just going to go. And Franklin's like, no, we should just stay here. She's like, no, I'm going. They wrestle over this, this flashlight. She ends up getting it from him, and she starts to go. And then he's like, well, let me come with you. And he's all rolling his way down the, the path following her. Well, and they find out they don't have the keys. Oh, that's right. right? They don't have uh, the keys. Jerry the has band. the keys. Yeah. So they're going off to try to find them. So they're following the same path, right? But now it's dark. Mm-hmm. And... um. They've got the flashlight, they're walking around, and they follow the exact same path, they make their way up, and then all of a sudden, out of the darkness, dude, there fucking is. Leatherface. There he is. And he comes out with the chainsaw go. How did they not hear the chainsaw rumbling? 
You know, because that was the have, one thing where I was just like, he must have fucking. He just turned it on right then and then right, shoved yeah, it in. Yeah, he must have been really quick with it, dude. That's the only thing but, I can think of. I mean, it's like his it's, his, it's the weapon he uses all the time, so he's a master of it now. Yeah. But, dude, he shoves that shit right into Ch- Franklin's chest. <clears throat> Done. Done. Now Franklin's gone. Yeah, dude. How how do you feel? How do you feel being a fucking paraplegic from the waist down in a horror movie, dude? That has got to be the worst fucking character to ever have to be if you're stuck in that kind of situation, dude. Yeah, seriously. Oh my god, seriously. Poor kid could not catch a break all goddamn movie. No, because at the beginning of the movie, he has to take a piss, right? And he's like, and he gets off to the yeah, side dude, of the road. He goes down the fucking hill. Oh, he's got to deal God. with the weird ass hitchhiker who cuts him and takes Slicing a weird ass picture of him, and then he gets freaked out because he thinks the guy's going to come after him. Dude, he gets yeah. all this fucked up shit. He's a poor, ca- poor character. You're right. I feel bad <laughs> for that kid. And then he gets it. He ends up getting it at the end anyway. He doesn't survive, right? No. Um, and, so and, he's killed. And on top of it, dude, he's been arguing. His fucking sister's been such an asshole to him. You know, Sally has well, not he, been very. He's been a little whiny bitch. But yeah, like, he's a little. He's a little much himself. But yeah, dude. Yeah. But still. Um, so then, uh, you know, she's like, "What the fuck?" She takes off running through the woods, and, mm. and Leatherface is chasing her, and it's dark. Oh yeah, and Bro, she doesn't have her light now. But I, but I'm talking about even as a film, like we're staring oh, at almost yeah, like yeah, a yeah. minute, two minutes of pure black with little flashes of of imagery that you see, can see and i don't and here's the thing this is one of the notes i wrote i don't like a scene like that however however i think it works and is super effective here well i don't like it that dark like i much darker than you see in some movies where you can tell it's like come on man where, how can you see these guys in light and it's nighttime like you know what i mean well, like, it, we well, know you're lighting up yes the, 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 this the, the scene forest. you have to be watching this movie at night or, or in a dark, completely dark room. So good, though. Yes, oh, it God, is good. Dude. It's effective. It's very effective. So she's run. You know, she's she's trying to get out, and then um, did she go to the house first. Oh no, she ran to the house first. You're yeah. right, because Leatherface is chasing her through the house. She yeah, ends up because jumping then this is out the fucking window. Well, yeah, because this is the first time we see Grandpa. She runs up the stairs oh, into the bedroom. There's Grandpa right. and some other decaying body sitting in the room, dude. And then she goes through the window. And this is this is like. You could see what also influenced Rob Zombie, right? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, this was such a Rob Zombie feel. Like, when I was watching that, I was like, okay, this is like Rob Zombie taking he, he a lot of this. basically remade the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but just didn't call it Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. You know? Uh, yeah, she ended up jumping out of the window, and then that's when she went to the gas station. Yeah. She went back to the, towards the gas station, and that's when we find out, oh, shit, this cook's in on it. Cause he well, at first we her. don't know that he's gonna help her. It looks like he's gonna help. Oh her. right, right, right. He's door like, open, and yeah. you're like, "Fuck, dude! Why would you leave the goddamn door open? The guy's right outside there. I know you didn't see him, but he's fucking there." And then he pulls up the car and yep. ties her up. Ties her up, gags her. Oh, dude! Uh, puts the bag over her. Beats her with the fucking broom. What the? Yeah, <laughs> his fucking facial up, expressions, dude. And then while he's driving, he's like <laughs> jabbing her over and over. He's like, "It's okay. It's okay." <laughs> It's okay. Stop. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're yeah, going to be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> so family's um, kooky. But this was another scene that, uh, for me, was some awesome camera work. Because he has this truck, right? And mm-hmm. so the camera is showing the, is looking at the truck from the side. And through the open window of the truck, you know, across through the truck, you can see the gas station and how he's dragging her out. Mm-hmm. And so it does this quick zoom in all the way up to the, the window so we can watch him load her in, right? And then as he goes to come around, it just pulls back again. There's no cutting. It's just this one take this way. 
He does what he's got to do. It pulls back. He does what he's got to do again, comes back in, and then the... the I was just like, dude, I just love what they're See, doing with again, this movie again, cinematically. Going, look, at, look at what we were watching at the beginning of, of, of this series. Uh, um, the Changeling. Yeah. Uh, the Fog. You got these long, drawn-out yes. shots, dude. And now yes. we're going back to it. Do you know... I'm going to take a, a tiny sidebar here, but it, it, it pertains... Do you know what movie I just watched recently that I was just like, I never picked up on how much this is filmed in the 70s style of horror is um, The Conjuring. Oh, yeah, dude. That movie. I, oh, dude. The so many I shots that in that were so much so is because good. of how uh, uh, well they paid tribute to the, the movies of and, the 70s and the 80s. And we'll too. talk about this movies, too. But there's a scene in it where the one little girl, when they f- first move into the house, wants to put the the wind chimes up so it follows her the camera follows her through the house out onto the back porch where there's this expanse of lawn and yard before you see a lake right where that the witch was uh, hung but it's yeah. it's far i mean it's it's probably a, a good 50 yards right and so we follow her and the camera pulls you know she puts the thing up and then she, she calls at her sisters out by the lake calling to her the camera just goes over here and then pans all the way in that old school style like slow but super zoom yeah. where the scene continues instead of just cutting to her like they take us to her you know what i mean i loved yeah. it dude yeah but that's what this movie does there's so many different techniques that you know were tried earlier in the 60s um you know and maybe some of the early 70s stuff but it's it's the way it's helping to tell a story in the horror genre that i just really appreciate so this See, was one of those scenes those scenes are so effective because they get you in that moment and you're stuck there and you can't leave yeah. You don't yeah. have the, you don't have the luxury of being able to offset your mind a little bit because you're looking at a completely different angle or another scene. Right. You know right. what I mean? You you're gotta still in be it stuck here drawn. in this moment. Yeah. Yes, dude. Um, exactly. So he ends up driving her to the house, right? And on his way, we see the hitchhiker out in the road, and he gets out and starts berating him and smacking him <laughs> with the broom handle. So now we know they know each other, right? Yep. Uh, they if get you back haven't in the put house. it together yet. Yeah, because we haven't yeah. seen the hitchhiker again up until this point. Right. They get back into the house. Now it's the hitchhiker. It's the cook. We got Leatherface. We got Grandpa. They're all in this house. And they bring Sally in. And they, they she's freaking out. Like she, oh, They yeah. tie her to the chair. They tie her up to a chair, pull the bag off her head. And the second she sees the hitchhiker, oh, no, he does it. He pulls the bag off. And then he's just like, oh, it's you. I thought you had somewhere to go. And he's all like <laughs> bucking with her, like jabbing his finger at her and all this stuff. And she's just screaming and screaming. We also see Leatherface in a different outfit now. Yeah. It's a, a was it, it was a dress, right? It was an old lady. Was he wearing a dress? Yes, he was yeah. an old lady now. And he's got makeup on the skin mm-hmm. and everything, dude. So they've tied her to the chair. They have her at the dinner table. They're like, we're going to have dinner. The chicken that was in the room earlier in the in the uh, when Pam went through there, now its head is just cut off, staring at her on a little plate in front of her. All the chairs are made of bones. Do you notice that? Yeah, there's every people, chair was made of bones. Bodies oh. sitting in the chairs. They brought Grandpa down. She is just her mind's got to be breaking now. She's like oh, looking dude. around, watching this, just terror, screaming, crying, struggling. There's and they are there's just there's one of her. two things she's thinking right now. It's and it goes I'm right back die. to well no it goes back to fight or flight. How am I going to get out of here? Or I'm fucked. Yeah, and she's not going to do anything. You know. Um, 
but they're just torturing her. When I say torture, I'm not even saying they're hurting her or hitting her. They're just like saying things to oh, her. It's a they're very psychological thing. Yes, dude. And, you know, the hitchhiker gets in her face and all this stuff. And then we see this kind of weird power dynamic shift where the hitchhiker starts berating the cook. And it's just like, you're just a cook. You know, it's me and Leatherface that does all the work. And he's just like, you know, I don't like to kill and blah, blah, blah. And so that, <laughs> we start seeing this kind of animosity happening. Yeah. Very, and very she, dysfunctional. And we keep getting these shots of her watching this all happen. Super close-up shots of her eyes, tears. You know, she's just freaking the hell out, dude. And we're watching it all happen. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, let's bring, uh, you know, Grandpa's already down for dinner. They're doing all this stuff. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to let Grandpa kill her. Grandpa used to slaughter the animals. He, he used, used to, to work kill, at a the killer. slaughterhouse. And it takes one whack with a hammer. He's the best there is at it, you know. And so instead of Leatherface doing it, instead of Hitchhiker, they're going to let Grandpa do it. So they wheel his old ass over to her, right? And they untie her and bring her over, put her head over an open basin. And then Leatherface puts the hammer in Grandpa's hand so that he could take a whack and it just falls to the floor. (laughs) Grandpa's like fucking 108 years old right now. old, dude. I I remember the first time you see Grandpa... I didn't know Grandpa was alive. Right, he looks dead. He looks mummy. like he's a I dead body. I thought he was body. a mummy, dude. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, you're like, oh, fuck, this dude's alive? And this is all happening at once, and it's very uncomfortable. It's very, it kind of grates on your nerves, mm-hmm. like you're on edge. But, like, she's struggling. She's screaming and trying to fight. Leatherface is struggling to put well, a hammer in Grandpa's hand. The other guy just keeps holding her down, going, come on, hit her. Get her, hit her, and he just keeps kind of limp swinging it. It keeps like it falls, it falls in the in the in the basin. It falls all over the place until a couple times he nicks her, he smacks her a couple times, not hard enough to kill, but hard enough to break open skin. And now yeah. she's bleeding, and she's screaming, and she's bleeding. And and, and, and again, can't do it. And again, another long drawn out scene. Right, because it you went know what's coming. Minute. You're waiting for it. You're waiting for it, and it just doesn't keep coming. It doesn't keep yeah. coming. And you're like, okay, where's yeah. it going to be? Right. Yeah, because you're expecting um, her to get her fucking skull cracked open, dude. Okay, right. Grandpa can't do it here. Somebody else is going to do it. And that's what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Hitchhiker's like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So because Hitchhiker also has a very low IQ, he lets her go to grab the hammer. <laughs> and she just shoves him and just takes off running down the hall and jumps through a window. Like She's Another just like, I don't give a fuck. Too. I'm jumping through windows today. Um, this, thankfully, is on the first floor. So she bashes right out, out. The, uh, onto the porch. And then now we see it's already daytime. Like, she's been tortured for most of the evening. The sun's coming up now. Yeah. Uh, and she's, she's running, man. She's trying to get away. And they're right after her. Hitchhiker's hot on her tail. Fucking Leatherface is right behind him with the chainsaw. Just think of that feeling. Her, she's, like, she thought she was going to die. And now, once she got out that window, there's this thing in her mind of, oh, my God, I can get out of this. I can get out of this. And now they're right behind her. And the hijacker's catching up. And he's got a knife, and he keeps kind of slicing at her back. He's like yeah. jabbing and slicing at her back. She runs out into the street. She's wrestling with him, trying to get him off her. A fucking semi comes and blasts Hijacker. <laughs> just runs right over him. Good. Good Guy riddance. pulls over. He's like, what the fuck just happened, right? This poor dude. This poor dude, man. This trucker's like, what the shit? Jumps out, sees her bloodied, screaming, help me, help me. He's like, what's the matter? And then he sees, oh, shit, here comes a dude with a chainsaw. <laughs> so he gets her, he gets in the car, gets her in the car, and uh, Leatherface is just fucking s- scratching up the side of his door, going ape shit on the truck. And so they're like, no, we need to get out. So they get out the passenger side and go running. 
and he takes the he takes the hammer. He's like going to kill him, right? Uh, he takes no. It was like a wrench or something. A wrench in, in his dash. The the driver yeah, had like yeah, a wrench yeah. or something. Ends up grabbing it. So they're running, and here comes Leatherface. He's right behind him too. Dude turns around and is like, "All right, we're gonna do this. I'm a, I'm a fuck you up, right?" <laughs> um, at, at, at that point, he's too close. You have to, dude. You're right. They're gonna die. But Leatherface is now like, "Do I want to go after him or after her?" Right? Yeah. Like he wants to kill her. And now there's another truck, a little pickup truck coming, and um, she's doing everything she can to get that c- truck to stop. Leatherface is get, going after her. She and the trucker's just taking off. He's oh like, yeah, Fuck he's this. running. Dude. He's out. Thank God he didn't get killed, right? Dude, well, did he get killed? We don't know. You know, um, I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't think there was ever any sort of callback or anything, man. Maybe right. be a new one in the new one, right? He uh, so she ends up getting in the back of the bed and just telling the dude to drive while Leatherface is chasing him, right? Yeah, and then she's screaming, right? And then the scream starts turning into this like relief, this laughter, like, "Oh my God, I'm alive." And so again, you're just like, wow, her like she needs to see a therapist fast. Yeah, dude. <laughs> her brain's not okay right now, the way she was acting. Uh, but we see Leatherface just having a tantrum, swinging his thing around, this weird dance that he's kind of doing with the sun coming up. Another iconic scene Ugh. in horror. So it looks so good. Shot, dude. He also um, had his leg cut too right before this in the in the middle of all. This. Oh yeah, when he fell over, he was yes. he was kind of struggling with the guy. He fell back and the it fell. His Depending on fell what timeline cut you, his... you follow, that does come back into play. Yeah. So, um, and that's how we end Texas Chainsaw. Right. We have a final girl. She survived, but we don't have because it goes black. It just cuts black. Boom. Done. Yeah. We don't have a ripe wrap up. We don't have the cops coming in and you know arresting the family. We don't have the well. The know, only follow up, the only follow up and closure we have is the beginning introduction. Right. Oh, that's right. It was an investigation, right? They yep. said that it, it would and it would um, uh you know the the follow up investigation in the would of, yeah would uh, reveal uh, like one of the history. worst things ever. Um, but this is Texas Chainsaw. It's raw. It's, it's fucking grindhouse. It doesn't give yeah, a fuck. And, and uh, damn, yeah, I love. I mean, I always loved it, but watching it again more analytically was uh, it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I really kind of don't like this movie. No, I'm kidding. Um, I <laughs> except there, like you movie, said, there's dude. some cringe parts, right? Yeah, but yeah. There's overall, there's a couple things. Yeah, but it's like you can set all that aside because of the rest of the movie, dude. You right. know, um, when, when's the first time you saw this movie? Oh, there you are. I know it got dark, dude. You got you. You weren't keeping your eye on the shadow. First time I saw this movie, it was probably fourteen or fifteen. I was in middle school. Okay, right before high school. Okay, yeah, on a VHS tape. Dang, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I this wasn't one where I saw it on TV, an edited version, and then saw it later in life. Like the was first it, time I it, saw it was legit on VHS. Was it a bootleg VHS or was it the actual VHS? No, I think it was a regular VHS ah, tape, okay. like a, a whenever they put it out in the eighties later on or whatever. When they reissued it, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually saw the two thousand three remake first. Really? Oh, interesting. And it must have been okay. like. And that one's pretty decent. It's not bad. I had to have seen it in, like, 2005. 
Okay. Something like that because because then they did the uh, the prequel to the remake, and I saw that at theaters. I saw that one in the theaters. Um. Yeah, and then I don't then remember what, you, what did you when think when you watched the original? Well, I don't even remember when I saw the original after that. Okay, because it was after even even the the uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw beginning movie in two thousand six, dude. Okay, so so you saw a lot of the the newer ones and, first, yes. And I was familiar with this movie, and I knew what this movie was about. So again, as iconic was as it was, it was like, well, I already know about it. I'm going to watch things right. I don't know about. You know what I mean? But now um, you can go back and watch it and appreciate oh, the God, film dude. and, and I what hate they myself did with for it. Not, not watching Toby it Hooper, bro. Sooner, not watching this before the remakes, you know. Right. But it's funny though when you see Toby Hooper and then you think about like Poltergeist, right? Oh yeah. Like from dude. that to Poltergeist, which again we talked about this when we discussed Poltergeist. There was a lot of you know Spielberg influence, so you could see where it is a little bit more toned well, down. Even even like even even Toby Hooper from this to the second one. Which we'll touch on when we get to that oh, one. Oh yeah! But like, oh, oh yeah! My God, I cannot dude. wait to talk about that one, dude. Um, our boy Bill Mosley's in that man. Who? Oh, Bill, Bill. Mosley. Oh yeah. Why did I? Why does that sound so weird to me when you say that? Isn't it Bill Mosley? Yeah, but why does yeah. it sound weird? Chop to top. Me? Yeah, yeah. Chop know. top Mosley. Wow. Bob Mosley. Rick Mosley. It's Monday. Leave me alone. Steve Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, dude, for me, this is always going to be one of those that's it's iconic, you know, in, in, you know, horror. But it's also for me, one of the ones that these movies we're watching now in these the 80s, man, we can look back at this and say, look at how many things people saw this when they were younger. And when they started to make their own films, you know, this influenced it. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah, for real. No, this is one that I, I watch regularly. I watch all the time. Um, I remember two Halloweens ago, I was trying to watch this movie because I was watching a whole bunch of horror movies. Obviously, it's Halloween. Um, and I couldn't do this. I couldn't do it, dude. It kept getting baked before I was watching it. And then it comes <laughs> to that scene with the fucking body in the cemetery and it's dripping. Yeah, and I'm like, this yeah. is just too fucked. I can't, dude. And I, I, I shut it off like crazy? four or five times. But if you think about it, yeah. it's really not and that I gory. Had, and I had seen this movie multiple times before this so it's not yeah. anything new to me but i was just like i can't know dude this is just too far you think a texas chainsaw your brain thinks like super gory and it's really yes. not. it's not gory but that body at the beginning the way it drips yeah. dude in the sun yeah. is just so oh it's but like when he cuts his leg it's it's like uh it's like a little it's like a piece of chewing gum came out of his <laughs> his, his oh. pant we'll leg, get to you know? that that's part of my tidbits but <laughs> but that, but my point is like we did see kills right we saw him yes. kill and yes. hit people and all that stuff but again but like toby hooper said gore. like like toby hooper said he had a, he said he had a conversation with somebody who said this movie was so gory and he says look i would know he says there was maybe two ounces of blood yeah number I'm one number two he tried and expected this fucking movie to get a pg rating from the mpaa and then it got an x rating and he was like mind blown and he had to he had to but dude, PG? so many Are cuts dude he had to get so many cuts. It had to be R. There was no way it was going to be PG. He supposedly he tried to he he limited the amount of gore and violence that was wow. on screen and the amount of language that was used because of that. But the psycho psychological pieces, I think, is what Dude. really made it so brutal. And yeah, then just the way they were killed. Again, there's not much gore. Oh, we do see blood. We do see these things. But like when he pulls the chainsaw out and starts to go at Kirk, we see that from a camera angle where we're at the feet of Kirk, looking up his body, right mm-hmm. and and Leatherface is like starting on his head. So all we see is some blood spray. That's it. Yeah, we, we just see any him view of what it looks like moving the uh, the mechanical part of the chainsaw up and down. That's it, dude. That's, that's it. it. 
We don't even see we don't see the meat hook plunge into Pam. We just see her put up there and then her struggling. But we do not see it enter her. We do not see it from behind whatsoever. Yeah, the only bit of gore we really see is is Franklin, and you can barely yeah. see it because it's so goddamn dark. It's so dark. And then right. when, when and a lot of the shot is from cut, behind dude. Franklin too. A lot of the shot is from behind, behind him, Franklin. too. You so see it's him shielding come at it. Him. Yes. Yeah, dude. And then the only um, other time after that, I think the most gory part of the movie, really, like well, gory, name's gory head, as in it's happening live that you're seeing it, uh, uh, is when he cuts his leg. Yeah. With the chewing gum. <laughs> chewing gum. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, dude, it's it's crazy that when you do think about this movie and people's minds, they 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 hold it so in much, such a way that's going to yes. shock them. Yes, but you know? then because when you go it's back, implied. because it because it well at, at that time. Because at that time, people still have that mentality of what – and that's what this movie is so yeah. great for. Is people in society still have the mentality of what this movie was at the time when it came out, and it's still around today. Yeah. They fail to look at it with a modern lens. Yeah, well, it would have Think about to, it. Right? Think about it with a modern lens nowadays. And yeah. then you go into it, and you're like, oh, well, that's not what I remember. But it's still regarded as a very, yeah, dude, gory, gory, gory movie. Uh, talk to me about tidbits. Oh, how much time you got? <laughs> I know there's a lot, dude. That's what I said. You got to watch those documentaries. You're just oh, going to love it. You're going to love I know. it. I know. I know, dude. I'm sure there's, um, I mean, they did film during one of the hottest times ever in, in Texas at the time. It was oh, going dude. a heat wave. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'll get to that. That's part of this, dude. Um, uh, and a lot, I saw a lot of the cast were on like comfortable. And so a lot of oh, their, yeah, they were getting the sick. way they come across not feeling well or looking well on screen or, or screen. Like a lot of that is because they're already uncomfortable and not, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, how better, how better to get your, your, your shots right. and your acting if it's real. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so, the the guy who did the uh, the intro, the story yeah, which we're it? about to see, uh, his name is John LaRoquette. La um, but apparently, according to him, his payment for doing that open narration uh, was he received a nice fat bag joint. of weed. Ah! <laughs> I was going to say, give him a bag, dude, but that's awesome. <laughs> um, uh, Marilyn Burns, uh, the one actress in the movie, um, who played Sally, I guess uh, when Leatherface was chasing her through the underbrush in that dark scene, she was oh, hitting tree yeah. branches and shit, dude, and getting real cut up. So I guess a lot of the blood that we see on her in that scene is that like her actual blood. It's not fake wow. blood. Yeah. Wow. So talk about dedication, man. Yeah. One of the things I saw in that documentary was uh, production and the original script called for, I believe it was a dead dog to be on the side of the road. And when they were going out to do, they were trying to find like, real roadkill mm-hmm. um they came across the, that's a legit dead apot oh uh, armadillo? Uh, armadillo oh yeah yeah and then yep. they just literally brought the cameras over and <laughs> filmed it sitting there while the, the band came up in the background i tell you what chris i'll touch on that a little <laughs> further here uh in a second so this movie has no soundtrack right there's no soundtrack you hear real music, music but it's music that people yeah. are playing on the radio right. in the atmosphere in that environment you know what i mean right. it's no forced uh, a soundtrack to give you any sort of vibe. The only thing you hear is maybe like weird bells and chimes and weird sounds things, and dude. Shit, sounds, dude. Like, not music. Because it is, it is more of like um, almost well, like because it was sounds industrial. Well, it was well because it's supposed to be sounds from the uh, like the slaughterhouse, yeah. right? And even the beginning, right? The flashing bulb sound that yep. Well, with the and light, it yeah, lends the camera, to dude. just that freaking like overall. How so iconic unnerving. is that now, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play that for 
Anthony a little bit more. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, Leatherface's dialogue in the script was just a bunch of gibberish that Toby Hooper had, had written, okay? Um, and so he would tell him what all this gibberish meant and what the lines were supposed to mean so he could at least emote, you know what I mean, the best right. he can. Uh, and I guess he, he when they were doing the old, uh, the scene with the old man where he comes home and starts yelling at Leatherface when we first yeah, see him in yeah. the old woman, I guess he started like responding a little bit too cohesively. Yeah, because <laughs> so you can him, hear what he says in the movie. Yeah. In, in the movie, there's a couple of times where you're like, something about like where he I cleaned up or something like that, didn't leave anything around. You know what I mean? He says something where you're just like, oh, did he just actually speak? Yeah, so they had to, they had to redo it so that it was a little bit less intelligible. <laughs> um, so the guy, uh, uh, John... Dugan, uh, he's the guy who played Grandpa, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I guess he uh, had to go through makeup, dude. And I guess he had to sit there for fucking hours, and he hated it. Because, they, again, they filmed this in August in Texas, and it was a heat wave. Like, and it's a 74. severe heat wave. It's not even advanced makeup technology we oh, have yeah, nowadays, dude. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which still takes hours and hours about, and hours for prosthetics. I guess it took about this? 36 hours, dude. <sighs> Um, so oh my God, and again, it was hot, dude. Temperatures over a hundred degrees. Um, and a lot of portion of him in that makeup had to be filmed at the dinner scene, right? Oh. Uh, where they were indoors, the windows were no closed, air conditioning. no air conditioning. Um, that was what I guess was the hardest scene to film because they had real food and it fucking stunk. And I Damn. guess between takes, people were going outside and vomiting and then coming back uh. in, dude. Um, I guess uh, the guy who played um, uh, the hitchhiker, he said that that was uh, the worst time of his life. And he said, and I was in Vietnam. Damn. So, <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Um, oh, and, and again, lending to the stench, dude. Uh, the guy who played uh, a Leatherface, Gunnar Hansen, he only had one shirt to wear. Oh, God. So it's nice and sweaty and Yeah, launch. dude. Yeah, he had to wear it for four st- four weeks, dude, in the hot and the humidity. Shit's nasty. Yeah, he said no one would sit near him in, during during the lunch breaks. Um, I guess he didn't get along with uh, the guy who played Franklin either. I guess neither did Sally, the girl who played Sally. So their bickering and arguing was kind of again accentuated because they were not getting along and didn't like each other. But I guess um, yeah. I guess Franklin didn't he, he didn't get uh, uh, Leatherface the actor didn't get along with the guy who played Franklin either. Um, <laughs> Because the guy was a method actor and he was just trying to stay in character. And I guess he met him nice. sometime after the fact Dude, and, and ended up completely changing his mind about the guy. That's like um, Daniel Day-Lewis, Rue. You ever see the movie uh, Gangs of New York? Mm. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. Bill the Butcher hates the priest. And when they were filming, even when they weren't like on camera or even in filming days, like there was a, a, a story that I rem- remember reading or saw an interview where... Bill the Butcher, it was like well, Daniel Day-Lewis is on a, a bike machine on set, you know, just trying to get his morning workout in. And Liam Neeson was coming to do it as well. They had a few of these like weights and bikes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he looks at him. He's just like, morning priest, giving <laughs> this kind of look. And then just he, that's how he would treat him the entire time. Like he, he would treat him with respect because in the movie, Bill the Butcher respects the guy, mm-hmm. but doesn't like him. And well, make sure the guy knows I didn't like him. And yeah, that's, that's what Daniel that's Day like Lewis, Daniel Day-Lewis, Dan, bro. Dan, Daniel Day-Lewis. But he goes, like, way in. Yeah, dude. he goes he hard, bro. Like, I heard it's so bad that, like, he's like that at home. Like, he becomes that character. Yeah, dude. yeah. It's unbelievable. That's like, uh, that's like Jim Carrey when he played um, Andy Kaufman. 
Mm, yeah. Man yep. on the Moon. Yes. When he got the role, he became Andy. You couldn't call him Jim. You had to call him Andy. And yeah. he would act like Andy. And everybody, and there was a lot of people who hours. thought he was a fucking asshole because of that, but he was just. There's a, there's a documentary about method. that, too. Yes, I, I, see it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it. It was good, dude. It was really oh, good. Nice. Nice. Uh, again, according to the Hitchhiker, I guess uh, Texas State Trooper once thanked him uh, because I guess crime dropped by like 18% uh, after the movie came out. Uh, because the message people took away is don't pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um, you're going to enjoy this one. So the film's original distributor, I guess, was called Branston Distribution Company. Okay. It was operated by Louis Periano, a.k.a. Butchie. This production company, this distribution company was a front for the fucking the mafia, mob. dude. Yes. Um, and I guess uh, uh, the, the this Louis Periani used this movie – and the profits from this movie, he he used it to launder profits from another movie he made in 1972. Want to take a guess at what movie he made in 1972? Oh, God. What was it? Deep Throat. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. That is he eventually amazing got caught, though. That's why it ended up not That's yeah, still he ended amazing, up getting dude. caught. That's but awesome. yeah, dude, a front for the fucking mob. Unreal. Jeez. Um. I guess oh so this will be a cool one because you know you like to talk about film and how you show things and do things. Um, Toby Hooper, I guess one of the things he did to create um, more intense in, intensity in the movie is he would cut the take a scene right before a scene where something bad and brutal is going to happen, right? And he would cut out a couple frames and cut it slightly short, so it would catch the audience off guard, whether it's subliminal or not, but it would catch you off guard in your head, and then you're getting this brutality. So it's already setting you off and setting you on edge going into that next scene. I did notice that. I did notice that at some points there was a weird kind of cut. And it was, it, again, it's kind of jarring. You know what I mean? It yeah. just brings yeah. you out. Not brings you out of it, but it is, it's jarring. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, I, I, and again, going back to a lot of the angles they used, but then you include this, you know, the editing technique. It's like, wow, okay, they, they really, he really, it's like when you write da, uh, uh, prose. You, you have longer paragraphs or shorter paragraphs. Uh, the shorter paragraphs are supposed to help the reader get their breathing going so it's more intense. Um, and then, again, the longer paragraphs dragging it out, you're holding somebody there, dude. You know, um, It's all about your beats. It's all about your beats. Um, so I guess Gunnar Hansen um, had a really hard time seeing through the Leatherface mask. Um, I would think so, dude. And the one time he was carrying the one actress, he ended up knocking himself out cold because he hit his head. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, God, God, I guess I, you're probably not going to like this one. I guess they actually had some real animal corpses strewn about the house. Yeah. Um, in, well, I'm in, sure. from, from a local veterinarian. They, they went out to gather, they went out to gather roadkill. They went out to, mm-hmm. like you said, they went to vets. They did all, they got all kinds of stuff to make it seem a little bit more realistic. Yeah. yeah Which yeah. again, in the heat, that shit's rotting. <laughs> oh dude. I, again, lending to the smell of that vomiting. Place. Like, oh my God, dude. Um, so I guess some of the original titles, the working titles for this movie were um, Saturn in Retrograde, if you remember, oh, yeah, because she was talking deal. about the yeah. book in the in the van. Um, that evil stuff happens during this time. Yeah, yep, yep. Again, it's like uh, it's like Shakespeare, dude. Beware yep. the Ides of March. Yes. Um, it, 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 seriously, dude, you're talking about one of the one of the uh, let's be honest, one of the most controversial horror films of all time. Mm-hmm. basically is modern-day Shakespeare with a twist. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the way to look at it, dude. <laughs> you know? 
Uh, so anyway, okay. So Saturn in retrograde, uh, Leatherface, stalking mm-hmm. Leatherface, and my personal That's favorite, weird. my personal favorite, Head Cheese. Oh God. Yeah. I know why too, but Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, <laughs> I like that they did Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It just feels right. Uh, and it feels like when especially with the massacre in there, it makes end Texas, it's like, wait, this is something that happened. Yeah. Right? Like you would typically in the news attribute to these kind of big killings as massacres, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at again. You're you're talking about this is the time in history where we're getting the birth of what we consider nowadays serial killers. Right. Um, so this movie, even even after this, just played into that fear of the other that you see out on the street, the other that you don't know, don't pick up people, don't stop and help people, don't. Oh yeah, yeah, paper boy, I got the money inside. I'll I'll pay you. Come in. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fear, dude, and and. Fear that's that's well um, well uh, deserved yeah. because of all the sick people that are coming out of this time. Um, so lastly, and, I, and I'll leave you with this, Chris. That scene where Leatherface gets his leg cut. Uh, <laughs> so I guess what they did was that's his real fucking leg um, under the chainsaw. They put a metal plate, then they put some uh, a blood bag and some meat under his pants and then had the chainsaw come down on the metal plate. However, Whoa, they didn't even take the chain off the chainsaw? I don't think so, dude. I don't think... What if that shit, I don't, like, slipped? I don't think they took the chain off the actual chainsaw for most of the movie, dude, because you can see... Oh you know what a chainsaw looks without a chain. Yeah, I see. I don't remember if I don't remember about it on the documentary, so you know? wow, dude. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, and I think he did because he had to be, like, super careful, and it was even worse because he couldn't see out of the fucking mask. Um, but, yeah, so his real leg's under there, wow. and I guess... When Leatherface is yelling and screaming, supposedly that's his real scream because the chainsaw hitting the metal plate was heating the metal plate, and it was burning his leg, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. That's awesome. What a good movie. Yeah, dude. Oh. Now I'm, now I'm interested to see the brand new well, one, what they're going to do because what they're doing um, – is they're kind of giving it the Halloween treatment. They're giving us the final girl, much Coming more back. aged, and coming back for revenge. It's not the same actress, though. No. Because the original actress character. passed away, but yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're bringing Sally Hardesty back. Yeah. We have a whole new cast of characters, but young people, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's a town that's it's uh, you, the town you, that this you know place what? in. I'm going to stop you right there, Chris. I haven't seen any trailers. I haven't seen anything. I've seen very few images, and the images I have I'm gonna seen I'm going to tell you this. Gorgeous. When Chop Top shows up, dude. Yeah? Oh my! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding, dude. So here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I'm excited to see Old Man Leatherface. I'm excited from the few still shots that I have seen from this movie because um, it looks fucking beautiful, dude. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they tie a lot of things back because we've had, you know, if you've seen the other movies, I don't know other, the other ones you've seen in the series. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, like I, I said, I'm watching them all now. But you have the callbacks. In the second mm-hmm. one, you have the callback with Franklin's body in the wheelchair. Um, the third one, you have um, basically it's kind of a, a remake of the original, but it's a sequel. Bizarre. Um, but you have all these callbacks because a lot of the times in this series, in this franchise, they reboot the fucking thing. So every movie is right. not even connected to each other. Right. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do here. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. However, I, I think am the worried. idea is it is considered after the first one only. 
Yes, yes. This is a direct sequel to the original. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I don't know that we'll have any callbacks to any no, of No, no, no. I'm not talking those. I'm talking like we've seen in the originals because oh, they've yeah, done yeah, them. Yeah. What are they going to do yeah. now to call back right. to the original? Besides just bringing right. back a character, having it be or the same house. Or showing the body or yeah, talk about this. You know what this. I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. But uh, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried for a couple reasons here. So let's roll the clock back. Supposedly, from what I have read, this movie was made with a company, and it was trash. So they ditched it, and then Netflix picked it up. Why did we not even get a trailer until, what, a month ago? Two months ago? Did you say supposedly or for sure? From, From what I remember reading, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. So why why do we get only a trailer just now recently? Because yeah, they there's wanted, been it's Netflix and bro. there's no promotion on it. There's been nothing, dude. It's there's Netflix. Been nothing. It's but Netflix. but even ready, and I understand it's a horror movie. However, I've seen a lot of commercials lately for Netflix, and their whole gimmick right now is we're releasing a new movie every single week. This oh, is, is not on any of those commercials. It's not even mentioned. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that. Um, don't Look Up was one of their movies they just put out, and they didn't put a trailer out until only like a month or two before the sh- the movie came out. True, true. So true. I think that's just Netflix's thing. I don't think that I don't think they're worrying about the way big time you know studios but, used but, to do okay, it. Okay, but even not even old... a trailer. We didn't even have a poster for the longest time, dude. Same again. Same with Don't Look Up. Maybe they're just that's not what Netflix does. Maybe they're not subscribing to the old way of doing films where you have to put all of this money into all this advertising. Why? Because they already know people have Netflix. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not like you have the theater in your house, right? You already have Netflix. So even if you didn't see a commercial or a trailer whatsoever, you're still going to see you're it. gonna turn on Netflix. Because and what's the first thing that pops movie, up when you go to release. Netflix? Yep. New what's release the new thing, or right? recommended top 10. for you. And yeah. then there's that top 10. Who What's the top 10 trending? So yeah. I think that they're smart in saving money on that garbage. Like, to be honest, you don't have to do any of that. All True, you have to do is put it there millions, and then dude. have somebody watch the trailer right when they turn on Netflix before yep. they decide they're going to watch the movie. No, that's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, that's the way I would look Needless at it. to say, I'm still excited for it, dude, because it looks fantastic. The things I've seen look fantastic. I'm excited for the new video game that's in development that's going to be fucking awesome. I'm probably going to have to buy a that, new man. game system. I don't I was, know about that. I'm not even holding my breath because Friday the 13th was garbage. I enjoyed Friday. See, I liked Friday the 13th. I enjoyed it's, it, dude. It's, it's not I what knew- it could be. Yes, but I knew what I was going into. I didn't have any higher expectations well, than what it was. Well, here's the thing. You didn't know what you were going into when they first announced it, which is why you got super, people got super excited for it. Even when they announced the premise that you could play as a counselor or you could mm-hmm. do this. like It was super exciting until you saw what the final product was. Then you're like, oh. It could uh, have been. I, I'll tell whereas you. Whereas, where you've the, already um, seen the product and you're just like, all right, I know I'm getting into. Let me just enjoy it for what it is. Whereas now, true, true. like we know they're making a game. I don't want to get too excited for it until I see something. Give me something first to look at because yeah, I true. put my hopes on that Jason man. I was like, oh my god, finally, we're in a world where video games look the way they do now. They can make horror video games the way they do with the uh, what is it, um, uh, Resident Evil. Mm. Like, if you can do horror video games. They should have done this one so yes, much but better. That game, and but I was they didn't very have, disappointed. But they didn't have the money that Resident that Capcom's put behind Resident Evil. You know what I mean? This was a smaller company. Um, Who's doing Texas Chainsaw? Same company. Oh um, God, no, no! <laughs> however, Kane Hodder's oh, involved no. again. It's okay. Um, he so was let me ask you though: one. Did you play? <laughs> He's did not you, writing the video game. <laughs> did you play the video game? Uh, uh, the Friday the Thirteenth one. Did you play it on Xbox or did you play it on PlayStation? 
PlayStation. Okay, because the graphics were even fucking worse on Xbox. It's not Xbox. about the graphics. It's not able to graphics are right. It's not even that. It's the game. It's a boring ass game. Yeah. Like if well, you actually yeah. had a storyline, if you had where you were a character and went through a story where you had to survive See, and I haven't, just kept getting killed off. I haven't played like, that'd it. That'd have been dope. I haven't played it in a while, but they've added a lot of new stuff to it. Like it's they added still, a whole first person mode. I don't know what it is or how it works or anything like that, but because when they first released it, it was it was strictly and it was made specifically for uh, online community play. Oh you yeah, didn't yeah, even yeah. Have an no, I've played it since. Play bots, I've made it. I've play, yes, I played it since I, with bots. I've played it since. Ah, okay. Uh, like okay. I got it when PlayStation offered it for free when you got because I have that service PlayStation now. So uh, like, so they offered it for free. What is that? What, what does that tell you? Exactly. <laughs> well, that's not. True. I still they, loved it though. Sometimes, sometimes you get bomb games for free. Like they uh, had true, Battlefront true, on there true. for free. It, like it was insane. It just depends on the month and what they're putting out. But I got it and I played it and I was just like, oh, that's it. All right, never mind. But <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, no. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. That's it. why. I, that's why I'll see what they do with. Te- I gotta see. I gotta see video from. Texas I tell you Chainsaw what. First, I'll buy a new system. I'll buy the game. You can come over and and, and play it. Why here is it only PlayStation? Like. I don't know yet. I don't know. I th- well, I think they're probably just gonna put it on the next gen because it's still in development uh, now. It's still gonna take like another gotcha. year and a half, two years before it comes out. They're not gonna backdate gotcha. on, on the Xbox One. I don't think. Maybe yeah, they will. Gotcha. But, All right, man. That's enough video game talk. All right. Let's get out. And we're coming back next week with the new Texas Chainsaw. It's coming out at the end of this week. Uh, yep, we're on currently Friday. recording on Valentine's Day. So, uh, so happy, watch happy bloody, bloody Valentine. I was just going to say, happy bloody Valentine, everybody. That's right. That's right. Listen, guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure to head over to the social medias. Look for us out of the shadows podcast or OOTS pod. And make sure to follow us. Leave some comments. Like, subscribe. Do the whole gimmick. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, that was Jim Clark. I'm Chris Chavez. Remember, keep your eye on the shadows.